0: this is John Biner. You're listening to TV Confidential. Well, oh, that's here, hear come, come on, come on
1: out of here. Hooray, Pink Panther! Ed Robertson with a reminder that we will welcome back Howard Storm and Steve Stolier later on in this hour. Howard and Steve are the co-authors of The Imperfect Storm, From Henry Street to Hollywood. The story of Howard's 50-year career as a stand-up comedian, improv artist, improv teacher, actor, and eventually one of the most prolific directors in television history Howard Storm Steve Stoller will join us later on in this hour. We'll be able to stay tuned for that. In the meantime, Greg Airbar is with us as we continue our look at the Pink Panther Cartoon Collection six-volume Blu-ray release, now available from Kino Lorber Animation. All six volumes are available individually, as well as part of a six-volume box set. Kino Lorber was kind enough to send a few individual Blu-ray releases of the Pink Panther Cartoon Collection, which we will give away later on in this segment. Please stay tuned for that. In the meantime, before we went to break, Greg was telling us the events that led Fritz Freelung and David Apatty to join forces with each other in the 1960s and how they worked together to do animated title sequences as well as their own cartoon features. This brings us to 1964 which was the year of the release of the original Pink Panther motion picture starring David Niven, Robert Wagner, and Peter Sellers. And as we pick up the conversation, Greg is telling us how if you have never seen the original Pink Panther motion picture from 1964, it may surprise you to know that Peter Sellers, as Inspector Clouseau, was not the focus of that movie. He was not only not the focus, he ends up being the butt of one of the final jokes of yes. the movie, which if you watch it today and you're a fan of Clouseau and Peter Sellers, it kind of ticks me off a little bit.
0: <laughs> you really, you really see how they didn't quite. They kind of had to figure this whole thing out and not totally know what they had even. It just, yeah. it just happened. So Peter Ustinov left the the project and it was retooled to put to put Peter Sellers in there. He wasn't really, you know, he was and. Like Edwards claimed that he had to give Peter Sellers a lot of help in the visual art of comedy because he was more of a radio comedian, even though he had done some pretty good movies. He was in The Lady Killers and stuff like that, but not a whole lot. Um, He was much more popular on radio and on records. The Goon Show was his real big thing. So this movie comes out, and the, the Pink Panther character was this just character that was designed they came up with a lot of different designs for this character and the one that was finally chosen was designed by a man named paulie pratt who worked for their studio and what the way it started was they show the this jewel camera goes into it and then there it goes into the the, the very famous theme so it is a combination of some very effective magical things that all come together and create something no one expected to become as big as it did what Friz freeling did that was brilliant was and he was very much a musical artist he, he loved music he incorporated music into a lot of warner brothers cartoons rhapsody rabbit rhapsody and rivets um uh three little bops a lot of great cartoons he went to henry mancini to begin with and said what are you thinking for this right away and he said i don't know quite yet let me give you the beats and he did so he immediately built the sequence around the beats but what really made it work was this was this indelible earworm theme that just worked so suddenly and this character that was just simply appealing he was new he was sleek he was sophisticated he was cool and when it hit many of the critics loved the film the film was a huge hit but so was the opening titles. And that was the era of the titles. That was the era of the Saul Bass titles where a lot of times people would say, movie was okay, titles were great. That happened a lot. I think that's one of the reasons you don't see animated titles as often is because quite often, you know, as a matter of fact, the Patty Frilling was kicked off of a Billy Wilder movie after this because Billy Wilder was afraid the titles would outdo his movie because the critics were saying titles are better. So the second movie was called Shot in the Dark because Peter Sellers was a breakout star from Pink Panther and he played Inspector Clouseau. It wasn't even a Pink Panther movie and the Pink Panther didn't appear in those titles. Clouseau did. And he was the inspector and that became the inspector character who was in other cartoons. So they didn't even realize at the time, totally, you know, all of those things were separately. However, United Artists was very, very sharp and they, they made a very wise decision. They said, they were seeing how cartoons were a viable commodity, still in theaters, but mostly later on television because libraries of theatrical cartoons were being bought up and some of them were had already been squandered by studios selling them too quickly or closing down studios too quickly. And they thought, wow, this is a popular character. So they had them make well over a hundred of them. Which was unbelievable at the time. And this is this tiny studio. And that's really where the Patty Frilling uh, gained everything was with the Pink Panther cartoons. And, and they really are unique. And they really could only be made by, you know, under the very hands on, almost control freaky kind of direction of Frizz Frilling, even though he didn't direct them all, he was very much over your shoulder making them because he knew his timing he knew what he wanted and there is a distinctive style to them and you do see them change over the years because they had to make a lot Uh, so for the first few years they are all theatrical they all have the same titles Um, and after a while there are towards the end they were more made for television but those also got released to theaters So pretty much all of them were theatrical one way or the
1: other. The Um, animated main titles for all eight Blake Edwards Pink Panther films are just one of the extra features you will find in Blake Edwards' The Pink Panther Cartoon Collection six-volume Blu-ray collection available through Kino Lorber Animation. You can get, as Greg mentioned, you can get all six as a single collection or uh, each of the six volumes are available individually through Kino Lorber Animation. And as Greg mentioned, each Volume is loaded with a cornucopia of special features, including several original audio commentaries by our mutual friend Jerry Beck. Jerry Beck, the king of cartoons, the cartoon guru. If there was a superhero named after him, it would be Cartoon Man.
0: Yes, and we should also mention Mark Arnold, who wrote the book Think Pink. The, the Patty Freeling story. He's on it. There's also members of the staff of Patty Freeling, the daughter of Liz Freeling, a lot of people who, who are offering. There's a fascinating section on the unsung heroes, the, the music people and the sound effects people. The Josie Arcusa, who was a sound editor as well, um, he, he came from the Spike Jones band. So, one of the, one of the reasons the music editing and the timing of that and the sound effects are so funny because he was a percussionist. So he was the guy playing those cowbells and ringing those bells and shooting off those horns. That, that's the skill he brought to those cartoons. So a lot of that is, and, and they credit the musicians in some of the cartoons too, which I always think is nice too. The music is cool. The styling is highly unique. And seeing it in Blu-ray is very striking because the animation is very simple, Sometimes the backgrounds are don't even exist. They're free floating and there's big splashes of color on in a higher definition thing that's very striking and very, very beautiful. Uh, there's one called Psychedelic Pink that is just, I don't even know if they aired that. That's just so weird. I guess they did. But there's some of them that are just totally nuts. And there are some of them that I can't, I, I, to this day I find so clever. Um, I just, I just love watching over and over again the one with the little fly that's annoying him and trying to watch his TV and when he buys a little car with the mind of its own and he tries to spray paint it there's a lot of these things that you say oh I remember this one uh, when, he, when he wants to be a superhero and he just does a terrible job and every time he tries to help the old lady it gets worse and worse this all are pantomime gags occasionally there will be a wonderful voice in it with him like Larry Storch plays a talking weight machine, calls him 140 pounds and gives him the future, but it's always disastrous. And he usually gets revenge on these machineries or these things, or another great one. Ralph James who was Orson on uh, Mark and Mindy is a lamp. Amuse your friends, impress people, be a genie. So he becomes a genie and he's bopping around town in this lamp, trying to be people's genie. And it's like, that's also like horribly pathetic, but it's like things that you, aren't in other cartoons. There, there's a there's a kind of humor that's very unique to Pink Panther and imitated very much thereafter. The modern cartoons owe Pink Panther more than a lot of the other cartoons do.
1: The Pink Panther cartoon collection, six-volume DVD collection available through Kino Lorber. Each of the volumes cover roughly a one or two-year period in the evolution of the pink panther cartoon series which spanned from 1964 to about 1980 as greg mentioned all six volumes are available individually or you can get them as a complete six volume box set through kino lorber animation and there is a ton of Extra features, including original commentary by cartoon historian Jerry Beck, Pink Panther historian Mark Arnold, various DePatti Fralin alumni and personnel, and a whole lot more. If you love the Pink Panther, you will enter Pink Ecstasy watching the Pink Panther Cartoon Collection. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. We're going to do something a little bit different, folks. One of the benefits of being a TV Confidential confidant, we now, uh, if you're a TV Confidential confidant, you will have exclusive access to quarterly random drawings for bonus prizes, such as the Pink Panther cartoon collection. Now, our friends at Kino Lorber, they did not send us six complete sets but what they did do is they send us six individual I'm holding the I'm holding each of the individual DVDs up to the microphone but since this is radio you'll have to take my word for it. So what we're going to do is we have five Blu-ray single Blu-ray editions we're going to give away and with the help of our lovely assistant Greg Airbar we're going to we're going to do that for you right now. So Greg, I would like you to pick a number between 1 and 6. 4 Okay. So, the winner of this random drawing will win a copy of volume 4 of Blake Edwards Pink Panther cartoon collection. Okay, so
0: Oh, that's a good volume.
1: We are we're we're holding the random uh we're, we're the random generator to the microphone.
0: This is That I'm, volume is not just any volume. That includes pink Eightball, ball, pink eye, salmon pink, forty pink Wings.
1: Okay. So, the winner of volume 4 of the Pink Panther collection is is Sandra. Sandra who's one of our TV confidential confidants. I will contact Sandra directly and make sure this gets to her. Okay, so Sandra gets volume four. Now I want you to pick a number between one and five, but not four. Two. Okay, so this is for volume two. Volume two of the Pink Panther Cartoon Collection covering the years 1966 to 1968.
0: That's the one with the Pink Cots TV version with Marvin Miller and the theme song.
1: Okay, so... All right. Okay, so our random generator. Okay, the winner of volume two is Tom. Tom, or TV Confidential Confidant, gets volume number two. Two. Okay. So that leaves us with three more Blu-rays to give away. So pick one of these four numbers. One, three, five, or six. Okay, five. Okay, so this is for volume five of the Pink Panther cartoon collection covering the years... Covering the years, it's the green one. Covering the years.
0: 76 to 78, and that one includes the main titles for all eight Blake Edwards Pink Panther films.
1: Okay, so the winner of volume five is David. David, who listens to us in Florida. David, one of our longest listeners to our program and one of our original confidants. Other benefits of becoming a TV Confidential Confidant, by the way, includes the opportunity to participate in celebrity interviews by emailing questions for select guests in advance of the recording. David in Florida has submitted several questions in advance to Some of our guests as a result of being a TV Confidential confidant, you also will receive exclusive access to select audio archives, of previous editions of TV Confidential that are not available anywhere else, plus exclusive access to quarterly random drawings for bonus prizes, such as we're doing right now. If you would like to become a TV Confidential confidant, go to televisionconfidential.com forward slash join for more information. We're giving away five Blu-rays of the Pink Panther Cartoon Collection. We've given away three Blu-rays so far. That leaves us with two more. Pick one of these three numbers. One, three, or six. One. Okay, so this is Volume One. The winner of Volume One is Dawn. Dawn gets Volume One of the Pink Panther Collection, which covers the years 1964 through 1966. So that leaves us with one more volume to give away. Greg, pick a number, three or six. Three. Okay, so the winner of volume three from our random generator. The winner of volume three is Jay. Jay gets volume three, which covers the years 1968 1969, a year in which, if I remember correctly, Patty Freeling expanded themselves by also, uh, you, you mentioned some of their other work in film and television. They did the titles for I Dream of Junie. They also did a, another popular series that, air, that I believe ran in the movies as well as on NBC television, The Ant and the Aardvark.
0: Yes. Yeah. And they were doing a lot of television shows, too, like Fantastic Four and Dr. Doolittle and the Here Comes the Grump. And a lot of they were getting very, very, very busy for a relatively small studio.
1: Marvin Freeman, not Marvin Freeman, Marvin Miller was also one of the voices of Fantastic Voyage, if I remember correctly.
0: Yeah. 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 He was a, he was a, one of their favorite voices. Paul Fries did voices for them. John Beiner, um, a lot of, it's funny, a lot of people associated with NBC, Artie Johnson did, uh, people from Laugh and Sarah Kennedy. It's, uh, they were mostly on NBC, not always, but mostly on NBC.
1: Artie Johnson, um, he did a show called Jabberjaw. Was that another, the Patty Freeland show? Am I thinking something else? Oh,
0: Jabberjaw, Mr. Jaw was was the Patty Freeling, and that okay. was Artie Johnson. Okay, that's right. Jabberjaw was Hanna-Barbera.
1: Okay, so uh, so art. Okay, so well, I was close. I got the jaw part. Well, right? uh,
0: you know, you're not the first. Everybody gets confused because the idea was to hop on that Jaws train and take it. The the year or two it was popular.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I got the jaw right, and I got we got Artie Johnson right. So yeah. Uh, all right, so our thanks to Kino Lorber Animation for making five of the volumes available. Again, Sandra gets uh, volume four, Tom gets volume two, David gets volume five, Don gets volume one, Jay gets volume three. If you want to be part of our quarterly random drawings for bonus prizes, uh, such as new Blu-rays or new DVD sets you want to become a... TV Confidential Confidant, and you can learn how to do that by going to televisionconfidential.com forward slash join. You can read Greg Airbar twice a month, cartoonresearch.com, gregairbar.com. Greg, we'll see you again soon. Thanks, Ed. Well, welcome back Howard Storm and Steve Stoller when we come back on TV Confidential.
2: Buying or selling a home can be one of the most stressful things we'll ever do in life, but it doesn't have to be. And no one knows better than our friends at Front Porch Realty Group. their community of realtors serving the Northern Bay Area of California that cares about their clients as individuals first and foremost. Whether you're a first-time buyer or looking to lease or sell your property in the Bay Area, Front Porch Realty Group will help you through this important transition by providing you with the right information for your situation while lessening the pain. They also work with a network of realtors throughout California who provide the same high caliber of customer service. Call Front Porch Realty Group at 415-886-7411 for a realtor referral near you. You can also visit their website, frontporchrealtygroup.com, for more information on the services they provide, including upcoming workshops and seminars. For more information, call 415 415- 886 or visit front porch realty front porch realty group. They'll find the solution that works best for you.
1: Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tv net. talk at tv net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash.